Thank you, Lord, for the time of worshiping and song. Everything this morning is worship. That was a time of worshiping and songs, music, honoring you, praising you, believing you, expecting you to work. Thank you for the time of uh, emphasizing education. Lord, what an area where your presence needs to take place in our area and all across this country, wherever education takes place. Situation of this gathering of people out west called the Burning Man and, and just people who are they're seeking what life is all about. Father, use your children who are going there like Carolee and Sally. And may there be transformation, spiritual transformation for the kingdom of God that lasts for eternity. And move among us here. Lord, we're not today, and I just ask, help me to know what you once said and what not said as what you know best for each of us in your name. Amen. Uh, this is the third message I've given this summer, specifically on the Gospel of Mark. And I'm going to ask the same question again because we've got to get these three things. These things should be the dominant thing in as we think, what is Christian ministry all about? And I, I want to ask the question, if people who were around Jesus when Jesus was living on earth or people who were around the disciples after Pentecost, after the Holy Spirit came upon them and, and there were still amazing things just like when Jesus was here, what did people encounter? What did they see? They saw three things. It's Jesus' ministry. It's the disciples' ministry. We read all throughout the book of Acts because the book of Acts means acts of what? The apostles. It's what they did. It's what should be a part of every Christian ministry. Jesus did three things. He said, the, the what is coming. The what is, he, excuse me, the what is here, what's near. The kingdom of God. People can encounter Jesus. People can have a new relationship, be forgiven of their sins, be set free, and encounter the presence of God, God's kingdom right here, right now. That's to be happening here. I hope we've seen some lives transformation. You saw your son experience that a few weeks back. Hopefully we've heard of others. The second thing they encountered, they encountered people being what? People being healed. While the kingdom comes and we're, our human spirit is transformed, we're brought into a relationship with Jesus. He cares about the whole being. He created all of us. We are spirit, mind, emotions, and body. Came to heal the body. And we see that many examples. I spoke three weeks ago on that. Has anyone heard of a healing since then? I wish I could raise my hand and say my ear was healed, but I had to go to the doctor, but it did get healed that way. We want to see more of that. We want to see more examples of people just receiving healing in their bodies. It has happened. Some of you here could stand up and say, well, it didn't happen the last three weeks, but it happened to me, right, Tony? <laughs> you shared that Wednesday night at prayer time. Hey, so and three weeks ago, my son got healed of a oh, problem as he was going to bed, and he was hurting, and he prayed immediately to Tony and I put up with it. Okay, there. I was hoping there would be at least one today. So when you hear that, what does that do? It causes you to get a little excited, right? It strengthens our faith. What do we read about Peter and John a few weeks back when they were brought before the religious leaders who said, you quit talking about this Jesus? They said, well... You decide whether we should listen to you or to him. But as for us, 
we cannot help speaking about what we have, what? Seen and heard. We just heard that, and what happened? There was more excitement from that than anything else I've said so far. And that's good, because that's the work of God. What Lloyd has to say doesn't matter. What God wants to do and does do, that's what matters in our lives. And so just thank you for sharing that, because I was praying, God, would you just cause someone to have something today? The other area of our lives is our human soul. Our spirit is that relationship that we have to the supernatural. Our body is this temple that God has given us to exist in, in a physical way. But there's our soul, which is our mind and our emotions and our will. And that is one of the key battle areas of the spiritual realm. And that's what we're going to look at briefly today. And I just want to say this. There are three... There's so much in this area. When you talk about Satan, when you talk about demonic influence, when you, you talk about encountering those and the victory that we have in Christ, there's so much. God has caused, now I understand why, just very simple focus today. But I need to say three truths before we get to there. Three truths about this situation. There is a spiritual world that is in constant battle. And Dan has already mentioned that. There is the Holy Spirit of God and the angels. There is Satan and the demons. And they are in constant conflict. And who's the target? We are. God himself is no longer the target because God already defeated Satan in that area. Jesus died, but what? Rose again, showed all power. There is new life. There is life after this life. And he has revealed that. And so that is already figured out. But there are demonic influences that try to influence and do influence all people on this earth. And now Dan, or yeah, Dan was mentioned earlier about, you know, the scriptures in Mark are all about a person who is possessed. All right? And I need to make a very clear distinction is Satanic influences go against every person. Some people are possessed by demons. Now, while I say that, I need to say this. Anyone who has a relationship with Jesus is only influenced by demons. You can only be influenced. Because that part of our human spirit that is in relationship with God, that is set. There is nothing that can change that. Nothing. And if you've been taught differently, let me encourage you to land on that and grasp a hold of that. Because that makes all the difference in the world as to how we live in confidence. But we can be influenced. And I agree with what was said earlier. We don't want to say, oh, there's a demon behind every stone. Or we don't go over here and put our head in the sand and say, well, it really doesn't exist. The issue is, every one of us is a target. We're all targets, and we're in the midst of the battle. We know the war's won, all right? We know that those of us who are in the presence of Jesus now will continue to forever be in his presence because that's one. But there are battles still going until the end of time when Christ comes back. So what the Lord was directing through Mark, and there's a lot of passages, and we were going to read the passages, but the Spirit said we're not going to read the passages you really gain when you dig into Scripture yourself or with another few people. 
And so you have to take what I'm saying, and uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask two questions. I was going to ask two questions, and we're going to read the scripture and then kind of answer them. And the one question is, what do these situations tell us about demons? And the second question is, what do these situations tell us about Jesus? All right? So in Mark, there are three situations. There's one in chapter 1, there's one in chapter 3, and there's one in chapter 5. So if you want to just write that down real quick, you can go back and on your own sometime, you can read those. And in essence, those are where people who are possessed by demons encounter Jesus. And what happens in those situations is it shows this, that demons are human manipulators with limited power. They're human manipulators, but with limited power. And what we learn about the demons in these passages are, they know who God is. They say, Son of God, the Son of the Holy One. Demons probably have a greater understanding of God than we do. Because they were all there at the beginning. They were a part of what was good and rejected who God was and went a different way. They have seen. So demons know God more than we know of God more than we probably know. And they come and they say, You're, <laughs> when, they, when they encounter Jesus, it's, oh, son of God, son of the most high. And grasp this, demons can only bow, beg, question Jesus. It says, some come, person, bam, on knees, right before Jesus. Jesus, please don't do this. Would you do this? Or, are you going, have you come here to torture us? Those are some of the things in those three scriptures. Demons, they have a lot of power. But before Jesus, they can only bow, beg, and ask questions. Or make suggestions. If that doesn't excite you today, if that doesn't, isn't something that you've, man, I kind of forgot a little bit about that. I need to grasp that new. That's what we need more than ever. And the issue is demons hate us and seek to destroy us. It was alluded to before. Seek to destroy us. Why? Do you know why? Because all of us reveal the likeness of God. Each of us has the likeness of God, and that's what they hate. Because that's what they hated that caused them to be where they are right now. And I love the last thing about these human manipulators. They must do what Jesus said. <laughs> that's our hope. They can only do what Jesus says. They have no authority over Jesus. But remember, they have authority, capable authority, over humans. Put your power without Christ, okay? You're, each of us without Christ versus demons. Who wins? Hands down, if you, know, if you can go to Vegas and bet on that one, we'll all become millionaires real quick. But where Jesus' presence is, 
in our lives as believers, who wins? Jesus does. So the emphasis throughout Mark is you got to know who the demons are. You got to know that as believers, they can influence us, but they are limited before Jesus. They're human manipulators, but they have limited power. There are a couple passages also in Mark. Write down Mark 7 and Mark 9. Those are where the two others are located. The one is a Greek woman. She's not even a Jew. She's a Greek woman. She comes to Jesus. She begs Jesus, my daughter, she says, her daughter wasn't even there. She says, my daughter is demon-possessed. Would you please heal her, cleanse her? And there's a unique situation there, but Jesus kind of says something that kind of, we all have a, we all kind of cringe a little bit about it. It's about, well, you know, uh, I'm not sure. This is, what I'm bringing is for the Jew people, Jewish people, and, you know, I'm not sure if this should go to others. And she begs again, and because she was persistent, because it was not Jesus saying, I'm not going to do this. There's, there's a deeper meaning to that. We don't have time to get into it. What, what it was was, she just wanted, he wanted to see the faith of the woman, of this mother. And she said, Jesus, you're my daughter's only hope. And he said, because of what you said, you can leave. The demons have left your daughter. And she goes back and finds it exactly that way. The other one is when there's a father whose son is demon-possessed. And he goes to the disciples, and there's, there are uh, nine disciples, because Jesus is with the other three up on the mountain at the time, and they can't do anything. And then Jesus comes down, and he sees this commotion. He says, what's going on? And this, this guy comes over, and he says, my son is demon-possessed. I've come to your disciples. They can't do anything. And we won't get into why that happened. But then what Jesus did is he asked them some questions. And then the guy says, well, if you can, Jesus. And Jesus says, if I can? He doesn't answer it, but he does answer it. Jesus can, and he will. And the demons left. And it says that he shook this body, this boy's body shook so badly, and then there was nothing, and the people thought he died. And Jesus went over, and he grabbed his hand, and he picked him up, and he was alive. I just want to quickly go over those and say, what do we learn about Jesus? All right? And sometimes I just need to read things because I know it will go a little quicker. Jesus always gives his time and attention to people who seek him. Every one of us. He'll give us his time and attention if we seek him. Jesus always listens and has patience with people who seek him. Always. Always. If you're questioning that, I trust you don't question it. You go after Jesus in a new way. He always listens and has patience for you. Jesus always looks for a person's faith when people seek him, either for themselves or for others. Some people were seeking transformation in their own lives. Others, they were coming and saying, my son, my daughter, or someone else. They were bringing people and saying, Jesus, they need you. And so he looks for faith for those of us who seek him. Jesus always loves and shows compassion to people who seek him. And these last two are, Jesus always wants to defeat the enemy. Always. So when we come to him, don't wonder whether, well, does, is this Jesus' will? He does. Always wants to defeat the enemy. Why did he defeat, why did he go to the cross? So that we could be set free 
in our spirit? Why does he want to work in our lives now? So that we can have bodies that are healthy, so that we can have souls that are not influenced by the evil one and watch him work in our lives. Now, I know these situations in Mark are all about the demon-possessed, but what I want to pull out is make sure we have an understanding of who God is, or who demons are and then an accurate understanding of who Jesus is. And the juxtaposition is so far opposed. The demons, human what? Manipulators who have what kind of power? Say it. Unlimited, or excuse me, limited. Yeah, you were right. I was wrong. <laughs> we'll make sure we've ever, let's do that again. Demons are human manipulators with limited power. Jesus is a human lover with what? Unlimited power. That's what we're about today. And so for us as believers, so how do, how do we bring it to us? You know, I don't sense anybody is possessed here today. And that freaks out some people too. But I'll tell you what, when you're in situations where that comes, you better have the power of the Spirit upon your life to deal with that because Jesus is the only one that can break through. But what about for us? Is we can be influenced. We can't be overcome, but we can be influenced. Now, please, I'm not talking about when we do anything that's selfish or when we do anything out of apathy or don't do anything out of apathy or when we're stubborn, none of that. that those are things that we cause and cause our lives not to reflect Jesus, okay? So we're not talking that. What we are talking about is what are the things that come into my life? I'm seeking God. I'm going after him. I'm wanting to love people and care for people. But boom, this hits me. What are those things? It really boils down to, is it anything that goes contrary to God's character? Are we being influenced in any way to either speak, think, speak, or do something, or not do something that would go against God's character? So all I have to do is make a list of God's character. One of the best lists, through the Spirit. The opposite of all those, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The opposite of all those is demonic influence. And so for each of us, we need to say, I want the power of God to work whenever those come. Does it happen? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. If you don't think there's demonic influencing, influences trying to get after you, you're mistaken. Because we are the target, remember? And this highlights why life group. There was a couple that came to our life group a few years back. And sometimes they think, well, what happens when new people come? What, what changes the dynamics? Will, will people share anything? The first life group that this couple came, we were just, I asked the question, what's an area of breakthrough that each of you need. That's where our life group was that night. I wasn't changing it because we had new people there. The first time we even, the second time I actually talked with them, first time in our life group, the husband says, I have an alcohol problem. And that's caused great distrust in my relationship with my wife, who's sitting right beside him. The wife says, I have a pride problem. I'll be honest, I'm like, whoa. um, I don't like hearing it, but I'm glad I hear it. First time. They didn't even know some of the other people sitting there after the, beside the introductions. Put that up. I share that because some months later, I get a call from a gentleman. 
I won't go into many details. You said, you know, I'm at home. There, I can see demons. I'm hearing demons. Will you come over? And my son happened to be there at time, and uh, so he said, can I join you? So we went. And what I want to emphasize is we prayed, and our prayers did some things. But you know what changed? Very interesting, your story today, Dan. This gentleman was around a lot of religion, was around some Christianity, thought he was probably okay with Jesus, but he never said the name Jesus. And I specifically that night remember the Spirit said, tell him to say my name. When he said the name of Jesus, the demons left. And I know this doesn't always happen. I wish it would always happen. And the desire for alcohol left. Not because of him, not because of my faith and prayers, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit there. Now let's maybe bring it a little bit closer to home. Ten days ago, I had a situation I've never had in my life before. And I've been in relationship with Jesus for 47 years, more years than most of you have been alive. So it's not a matter of years. It's a matter of are we constantly aware of what's going on in our lives? Are we constantly letting the power of God work? And there's a situation I'm involved in, and some things were said about my life, and I know why they're said, but they're very, very hard things to hear. It's because the person doesn't know all the situation, okay? But that night, I had some... My wife dreams and can tell me everything in all the conversations of her dreams. It's crazy. I dream, and I just remember a couple little snippets of pictures. That's it. But I'm glad because mine are mostly chaotic anyhow. But this night, there were some things happening in dreams. Like, I woke up next night. That's just a little different. But I didn't think that much about it. The next night, I had dreams like I never had before. There were some of the most grotesque things that some people were doing in my dreams. There were some things happening to some people that I'm like, whoa, whoa, I've, uh, you know, I've never seen that, and that's just really bizarre. Probably the worst part was there were two situations, and I'm glad I don't know, don't even, can't even see the, per the person in each one, but I hated each one so badly, and I was hurting them severely. I woke up that morning, like, well, I, I need... I need to do something. And I went down and I spent time in the word and in prayer. And God was just saying, yeah, you kind of opened yourself up a little bit to the demonic influence. <laughs> and so, I, okay, got it. <laughs> Called out to him, said, hey, I'm, I'm done with how I've lived yesterday. And, and, and I let that in. And you know what? Because I remember Susan asked me the next morning, how did you sleep? Fine, back to regular dumb dreams, but nothing, <laughs> nothing, of, nothing of what I encountered before. And I just share that. You know. Oftentimes when you speak on a message, God provides something so that you can, you know, it's like, no, nah, it's not, it's for all of us, right? But I've never had, but that was real. And so all I want to do, I just want to share it and say, you know what? For all of us, 
The issue today is, do we know who demons are? Do we reaffirm who Jesus is for all of us? And as we walk with him, are we just saying, Lord, anything in me or that comes out of me that doesn't reflect your character? Because that is not of the kingdom of God. That is the kingdom of evil. And the exciting thing is, is God wants to help us and encourage us and work through us more than we even want it. And so I just ask us as a body, especially as we move ahead with some unknowns, but what matters most is how do we live the rest of today? You know, we can talk about Sunday services all we want. What really matters is what happens between Sunday services in our lives and as we connect with people and love people. And you know what? That's also why we need to be in each other's lives because there are sometimes we don't see some demonic influence trying to get to us. And someone else can say, hey, what about this? In a loving, caring, and encouraging way. And so I just encourage us as we go ahead, Dan, and go back up. And Kari, thanks for your ministry today. Um, and, and just say, look at my life. And, and maybe there's nothing specifically. Well, just thank the Lord and give praise. But also maybe say, is there someone else? that you just really need to pray into the Holy Spirit for, who's being influenced. And maybe they know it, maybe they don't know it. But what, you know what? We get excited about what we see and hear. So the more we see people encountering Jesus for the first time ever in life, we will be ready to evangelize more. The more we see people getting healed in their physical body and hear about it, we will what? We'll be excited about telling other people and believing more that that's going to happen to other people. And the more we see brothers and sisters set free from any type of influence, you know, my attentiveness to what I went through 10 days ago has made me more aware of anything, of looking at other, of just coming alongside other people and, and just having that antenna up more. And you're saying, you know, we're all the same. We all need Jesus' help every day. And he was there for us. And so let's just respond to him. There'll be some people up here to pray if you want to. Maybe you need to just... Go to someone else that you're a little closer to in the body and say, hey, pray for me. Every prayer is not, oh, I'm just at the bottom of my life. Maybe some of you are going to say, I need to go and share with someone how I overcame through the power of the Spirit some demonic influence even this week. Do that as we respond. Let's stand and allow him to minister continuing in our lives.